welcome back to the Rigged Recap, where me and Black Boy say hi. Ciao, amore. <laughs> are going to talk about UK versus the world. Episode two, it was the Happy Endings Ball. Yes, I love a ball. Two of them especially. <laughs> well, there was two because Espana just had their ball. Oh, that's so true. I forgot about that. I've been noticing that a lot lately about how the international shows have been lining up what challenges happen when. I don't know if it's intentional, but we did have two balls this week with UK and Espana. So is it time for Black Boy versus the World, our little segment? <gasps> yes, it is time for Matthew versus the World. So we did have two franchises. We did have Belgique and Espana, but I feel like there's only room for one. Espana All-Stars just aired as a recording like two hours ago. And it was, of course, the ball and it was the Heaven and Hell ball. I think that was the name of it. I don't remember. But they had to serve three looks. One was Heaven, one was Hell. And the third look was based on the Seven Deadly Sins. So very, it was very Canada 2. And we had a top two of Jirigi. Yay. Hello. Celebrate. Let's celebrate that. And then we had the other top two of Drag Sethloss. And Sethloss is on her third win in a row. She's very much Ben de la Creming the competition right now. I was just about to say, she's the Ben de la Creme of All-Stars Espana. Yeah, yeah. And we she's won three challenges and we're already halfway through the season. I think there's two more challenges and then the finale. Wait, how many queens are still left? So with the elimination this week, we're down to six. Oh, mm-hmm. it feels like there should be more people left, but okay. Yeah, no, they started with nine. And so this was three eliminations as of today. And then we had a bottom two of Poopy Poison and Paquita. <laughs> and we lost our, our dearly beloved Paquita in, in my opinion, just in, in an egregious series of events that happened. Would you the, say it was Riggery? I I would say it was Riggery, Derek. <gasps> I, fe- I fear I would say it was Riggery. So, okay, the thing with, the thing with Drag Sethloss getting her third win, first two wins, very deserved. Um, this win, I maybe would have given her a high placement if I was feeling, like, really crazy. Because her first, <laughs> her first two looks were really good. Like, the looks that she brought, very well done, very sophisticated, and very conceptual, which is what we come to expect with Drag Sethloss. But the look she made... Derek, I don't know if you saw a picture of it yet, but it was a little, it was a little bad. Oh, I, was, I haven't seen it. What what was the sin that she had? She had pride. And so she did this look, which granted, if it were fully realized, I think could have been really well done. Where she did a look where her outfit was made out of like broken pieces of a mirror that she like had surround. So like, I don't know like how to describe it, but she had like a neck piece that went up around her head. And all the mirrors were, like, up around this piece. But it was just, like, a bodysuit that she made underneath that I don't think was the best thing that she's given us ever. And it, was, it wasn't it was the the best look on the runway. I, I'll have to say that this week. And I fear we're starting to say inklings again of Drag Race Espana really being obsessed with the idea of having one singular frontrunner. At least, at least that's the writing on the wall at the moment. The, granted, this is like only episode three. It could be, it could very well be that Seth Loss flops every challenge from here on out. But there seem to be some elements coming around here where we see from Espana three, where they're just so obsessed with the idea of having one single queen steamroll the entire competition that it's sort of becoming a hindrance to the season. That's my two cents, at least. <laughs> and since I haven't watched, I have nothing to add. <laughs> except I do love Drag Sethless, so. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm, like, let me say it right here, right now. Drag Sethless is one of my favorite queens this season. She's one of my winners. Um, She was in my preseason top four. I love the bitch. But I, there might be some inklings of rigory going on right now. I don't know. I might even, I might even put her in the bottom. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, oh. I think we need, like, a riggery button for the... You know how they have, like, the shade button? <laughs> we need, like, a riggery button. Oh, my God. That'd be great for this episode. <laughs> Jumpers, you are safe. Oh, riggery button. 
Like the rattlesnake, but it needs to have something else. I don't know. I'll right. work on it. I'll workshop okay, it. Okay. Okay. Getting into UK versus the world, duh. duh. Episode duh. <laughs> um, we find out that Le Grand Dame also sent home mayhem, and that Gothi Kendall was not going to go home under any circumstance, and she made it to her first second episode. Woohoo! Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> And spoiler alert, she made it to her first third episode, too. Woohoo! Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, some fun stuff going going on. Like, the queens are just, like, you know, having a kiki, undressing. And, like, the four UK girls, this becomes the main, epi- the main plot of the episode. They, like, go off in literally broad daylight. Like, they're just standing there, like, huddled around, whispering, like, we need to strategize. And Hannah Conda a foot away, is like, y'all, I think we have an alliance meeting. And they're like, oh my gosh, no! What are you talking about? <laughs> These bitches should have watched, I would say, one or two seasons of Survivor before coming here. <laughs> they were so unserious. Like, not even, like, in a really conspicuous spot. Or, what's the word? Locale. Yeah, like, not even in in inconspicuous <laughs> spot in the workroom they didn't even go into the corner they went right up to the entrance of the workroom the most like open area of the entire workroom and started like huddling and whispering and whatnot i don't know it was just like i can't tell if they were just like doing it as a joke quote unquote like i think i wonder if like they all know that everybody else knows they have an alliance Mm. but if they didn't girl (laughs) get a grip girl and that wasn't the first instance this episode that like leaked it to the workroom but um we also we witnessed murder because Charissa literally choked and killed Hanaconda. me too (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) i love like when they have those like chaotic i think about the like trinity ripping off valentina's like um the madonna look yeah and it just like cuts to like trinity's ass like i love the like chaotic little like things before you go to like the main title yeah and this was Teresa running up and choking and killing Hanaconda. <laughs> she was doing us a favor. <gasps> oh, oh, we have a hater. Hater alert. <laughs> You're going to be the villain of this episode. I was the villain last episode. This is your moment. This girl, is your I'm, moment. Have it. I, girl, I'm the Miss Congeniality. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, allegedly. I'm so, I'm so nice. I've seen the track records on Twitter with the Drag Race YouTubers, and you were... No, you were not Miss Congeniality. What do you mean? You were out like fourth. You didn't have time to be... On the simulators? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) So RuPaul, still sick. So we don't get RuPaul in the workroom, but we get Michelle Visage. And I don't think this is an unpopular opinion. I love Michelle. She's so funny. She has so much chemistry with the girls. Yeah. It's Michelle Visage is definitely the best Michelle Visage there is. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. She's like by far the best. And I have to say, like, I do think that Michelle and RuPaul make such a great pair because wherever RuPaul lacks, Michelle Visage makes up for. You know, like Mm -hmm. RuPaul has her days where she's really good at kikiing, but there's some days when she's on the judges panel where she's like out of it. But that's when Michelle steps up and you can tell like Michelle really goes and kikis with girls and really has her heartfelt moments. So yeah, I agree. I love Michelle Visage. It is it is their dynamic is really unmatched. That's a 40-year friendship kind of kind of Exactly. Deal. Exactly. Michelle hosts the mini challenge which they each get a little mirror and a lipstick and they have to answer controversial questions about the other girls in the competition. So the categories were prettiest queen, shadiest queen, mightiest queen and neediest queen. So, prettiest queen, who would you have written on your mirror, Matthew? I would have written Marina Summers as prettiest. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And Marina won that category. Mm -hmm. Um, Who would you have written down for shadiest queen? From this cast? I probably would have put Cheriza. I would have put Cheriza, too. She is, like, she's kind of like a wind-up toy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, she winds herself up and then just causes havoc throughout the workroom. So I would put I would put Chorizo. Exactly. But we also have to keep in mind this is like a universe where you and I, the viewers, see Chorizo's confessionals. Yes. So I'm curious what the different perspective would have been if I was like in that workroom. Hanaconda is the actual vote. Um okay. Mightiest Queen, which is like the biggest competition, who would you have voted for? 
Okay, so I know that Marina won the last lip sync. But I probably would have voted La Grande Dame. I was thinking the same thing. I would yeah. vote La Grande Dame. Yeah, because La Grande Dame, if I watched her talent show from the sidelines like the other girls, I would have said her because she is so... She's that sort of kooky that RuPaul really loves. Mm-hmm. You yep. know? I would have seen that and said, oh, no, this is... I gotta keep up with her. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and then the last category was Neediest Queen, which kind of started a whole thing because there were five votes for Arancha and three votes for Jombers. And Jombers goes on a witch hunt for who <laughs> voted for her. And Marina points out, like, girl, shut up. You didn't even win. You're the second place. Like, no one cares. Right. We had Arancha. She was literally sitting over here all happy, you know, just, just chilling, vibing. Jombers is upset she got second. You know, <laughs> three votes. Three votes, bitch. Girl. Mm-hmm. So she is like, you know, going, okay, who voted? And no one wants to fess up. And then, so, you know, people do fess up eventually. But do you feel like Jombers kind of has like an overinflated ideal idea of how she's been doing so far? Um, Yeah, I'd say so. I wouldn't call it like delusional, but I definitely think that there is a lack of self-awareness there. Maybe. I think Jombers is a very talented queen. But there does seem to be something there where she says, no, there's nothing I need to improve. I'm already perfect where I am, you know? Mm-hmm. The glow up is real. Yeah. So Michelle Visage introduces the challenge, which is the Happy Endings Ball. And the categories are Lady Prince Charming, which, like, I still don't really get what that was supposed to be. Um, and I don't think the queens did either. And then Sheevil Queen... And then drags to riches eleganza, which is meant to be a ball gown. Yes. Um, I loved this. It was like, su- like I'm surprised we haven't done something like this before. Right. So those are the three categories. Everyone rushes to get fabric. They do get fabrics, which is nice. Um, they have that same fucking lime green fabric that Tia Coffee used for her notorious <laughs> <laughs> garments <laughs> that was on her body back on U- uh, UK2. Made of materials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stuck on her just about <laughs> um and we actually get like a lot of tia coffee this episode she has a lot to say about obviously she was not uh known as a designer or a seamstress on her season so she's a little bit stressed and she's also not known for having the best look so you know um there's a bit, a bit of a redemption arc this episode that she's going for um, we also see her relationship with La Grande Dame, who, you know, they might have visited each other's hotel rooms later Please. that night. We'll, we'll never know. <laughs> She's all of us. Yeah. I mean, girl, same. <laughs> but then also we get a lot of Tia Coffee content because she decided to dedicate her entire uh, package to Cherry Valentine, which was really nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's very touching. I think this was a very well-needed conversation. Because I don't think there had really been like a dedicated conversation um, about Cherry's passing. And what better person for that to come from than Tia Coffey, who had worked with her very closely, not only in her season, but outside of the show. It was a very, very touching moment this episode. I thought it was so like unintentionally funny (gasps) when... She comes out and it, she's she's been talking about this look. She's going to be wearing this, you know, the exact, or not an exact replica, but like her interpretation of Cherry's promo look. It's a very serious moment that we know is coming. Cut to ruin Michelle. Where's the dossier? <laughs> God. Oh. It's like, girl, now's not the time. Read the room. Like they were like, what's in the basket, <laughs> Tia? Girl. What's in that basket? Cherries? Girl. I was like, oh no. Stop. God. This was really a Tia Coffee, Charisa May, Le Grand Dame, and I would say a Rancha heavy episode. And then forget a menage bye. No, for real. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not really living for the Keta Menage edit that we're getting. Like, girl, the minute that she walked over to Michelle to do the walkthroughs, and Michelle immediately was like, Kato, you're the quiet one, aren't you? Like, girl, <gasps> I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Like, I feel like they're just not dedicating the screen time they should for Kita. Kita Minaj is a three-time challenge winner who is high 
I think two extra times on Holland 2 and is by far one of the top three, maybe top five most infamous eliminations ever. And they're just like, you're a little timid, you know, you're just, you're kind of an underdog, aren't you? You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that at all. Well, like, I wonder if Rue and Michelle watched the seasons that these queens are on. I would low-key be a little surprised if they watched all of them. I think they might watch some highlights. Yeah, I think Michelle definitely watched some highlights. I don't think RuPaul watches a single second. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who this bitch is. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think RuPaul watched a single second. I think RuPaul maybe got, like, a brief, like, three days before they started filming, saying, okay, we have a queen from Holland, uh, uh, a queen from the Philippines, and RuPaul said, all right, cool, I guess. <laughs> I think Michelle probably, like, watched some highlights, but... Right. Yeah, no, she's too busy shooting uh, The Bitch Who Stole Christmas. Yeah. Did you see... <laughs> I just... I don't know why that just... That was just... <laughs> I don't know why it took me a second to, like, find that really funny. Did you see what Shea Coulee said about RuPaul, I think, a couple weeks ago? No. So it was, I think somebody had tweeted about when RuPaul dropped her most recent album. Somebody was like, oh my god, RuPaul needs to take like a vacation or something. And Shea Coulee tweeted something, you know, every day that we had off while filming All Winners, RuPaul was in the studio recording her next album. You know, and she was saying how like RuPaul works 365 days a year. And especially now we see that with like, okay, now she has UK, UK versus the world, global all-stars, US, US all-stars, formerly down under. And then she works every other day in the studio. So my point being, she has no time to watch all these international franchises. So Michelle is doing the walkthroughs, which was lovely. And she actually did have like really good banter. And you could tell she like knew the storylines a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Like she knew that Arancho looked like shit on her season. (laughs) And I have to like bring that up. Um, But she straight up asks... Teresa and Jombers, she's like, so are the UK girls going to stick together this season? And Teresa's like, yeah, yeah, I think so. And Jombers is like, yeah, the UK girls, we're in an alliance. We're the final four. We will never send each other home. (laughs) And everyone's like, what was that? Jombers is literally sitting over there just screaming, rule Britannia. (laughs) 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 And so if there was any like doubt that there was an alliance between the UK girls, it is now squashed because John Burzley just leaked it to the entire block. <laughs> oh, John Burz. Also, something I found funny was on <laughs> Teresa's drawing that like Michelle made fun of because it was so bad. It just says, hoot, hoot, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that when I watched the first episode and I was dying. <laughs> Teresa, like, okay, this season is reiterating to me. That Theresa May is in my top 10 queens of all time because she, literally anytime the camera is on her, she's doing something chaotic, something <laughs> hilarious. She's so funny. What, her mind. Her uh, mind. <laughs> like, it's just, she's just so gooky. She's so silly. <laughs> she's a lot of bit gooky. She's a li- <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Another little fun moment that we have is the queens are all getting ready to, you know, hit the runway. And I can't remember who it was. Someone is like, Scarlet, like, can you give us like a little like pep talk? And Scarlet in her little tidy whities they're not white, but they're these little gray briefs. She's like, (laughs) everybody, whatever you're wearing, sell it, mama. And she's giving this like really like, like nice pep talk in her underwear. And everyone's just like, yeah, (laughs) this group is so funny. This was like, that was the weirdest moment I think I've seen in Drag Race in the past year. This is a room of weirdos. Yeah, they're all just a little bit goofy. <laughs> I'm loving this cast. Like, yeah. specifically this episode, like, Arancha. Oh, that bitch. Like, I will I will fight to the death for that woman. You really love Spanish people. I guess so. Maybe yeah. I should watch España. Well, we saw how that went for you. I mean, we tried that, and uh, <laughs> here we are. So, <laughs> um, starting off... Let's talk about Hannah Conda. Mm. So for the Prince runway, she does a very kind of like gay, like this is like a character that would be in like a 70s movie and like it's definitely gay, but like they can't say it, but he has a little mustache and a little like, "Mm." yeah. And then for the evil queen, I don't know how to describe this like other than like if you typed evil queen online, this is the first thing that comes up. 
Yeah. Um, and then for the look that she made, she did a ball gown with the little mice that are helping her to make the look. Yeah. So how did you think Hanaconda did this week? Um, I think Hanaconda did passable. I liked her first look. I thought it was very cute. And then the way you described her second look is a very good way to describe it. It is very much if you type evil queen into an AI generator, that's what pops <laughs> out. Um, her third look I thought was well made. Uh, my two points, though, were the color combo was crazy. And then if there was any look this episode that you would look at and say that is definitely made of unconventional materials, it would be this one. Well, and that's the thing, though. It wasn't because they literally had all the fabric in the world. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I'm using it as a flaw. Like, it looks like, okay, yeah, yeah. you know, like very much they did the... Um, the the 99 cent store challenge with this one you know mm-hmm. the whatever fabric this gold fabric that she's using in like the front of her final dress it literally it looked like aluminum foil like yeah. it looked so bad and with so many like stunning fabrics that were used like why would you use this and here's the thing too i think it's the same fabric that legrand dam used for her look i think I don't know, though. Don't this know. one, I mean, it's wrinkled. There's yeah. little, like, crunchies all over it. <laughs> little like... crunchies. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it other than that. I love her in this hair. This red hair is everything. I don't actually like her first look all that much. It's like, it's one of the more prince looks that, like, actually look like a prince. But again, the color combination, crazy. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. There's nothing special about it. And that's exactly how I feel about her evil queen. Like, there's nothing that's, like, sticking out of it. Like, I will never remember this look after this episode. And I feel like that was kind of her downfall, is, like, her first two looks weren't memorable, and her third look was a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, like, anything spectacular. Like, I think the first two looks are good, you know? That's why I think she, like, did passable this week. Second look is good. Am I going to think about it in two weeks? Am I going to think about it in two days? No. I'm going to give her an open case just because overall I would describe her performance this week as okay. I am harsher on all stars and I grade, about, grade on a curve. So for me, Hannah is a cold case. <gasps> and I'm the hater. <laughs> it's crazy because the last episode, both of her looks were literally like so good yeah these not so much they needed more perspective i was missing a perspective yeah if she had like walked out there for her evil queen look if she had done like a a more upscale or reimagined look she did for her makeover on down under two then i would have like really been behind it but this just i i wish she had that connection but this is just like a evil queen sure it's giving like not in like, obviously, it's more embellished and, like, fancier than a Halloween costume, but it's giving, like, Halloween costume in design. Yeah. So, up next, we have Jomber's Blonde, who, for her prince look, she described what it was, and I still had no fucking clue what she was talking about or what I was looking at. The second look um, was made by Bunny B. Fly, and it's kind of this, like, lava, like, fire kind of diva. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her last look was... How do you describe this? <laughs> it's it has um, a bustle. It does. Um, it's gold and orange and it black is. and silver. It is. And it's she has all these straps. She does. Um, and white shoes. And black stockings. Those are polka dot polka dot black black and white polka dot shoes. And you know what doesn't belong in the church? That. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Black stockings, white shoes. She doesn't belong in the the church. church. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jombers. Okay, her second look. Bunny B. Fly is incapable incapable of making a look that's not iconic. So it's good. But the other two looks are crazy. Yep. I know a Bunny B. Fly look when I see it. I think Bunny B. Fly has been on this runway more than any other designer. Bunny B. Fly just has such a unique perspective that you can always tell when her look is on the runway. And every time she makes a look, it is gorgeous, intricately detailed. She's hit the runway more than Shangela. Girl, Bunny B. Fly has hit the runway more than she did on Drag Race Thailand. Like, 
<laughs> Did she make it far? I think she was like second eliminated. <laughs> oh, well, okay. But she has this been she has this business going for her, and she's been on a drag race stage every single year since 2018. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I still think about Jan's like All Star Six promo. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Like very very well done. Love me some Bunny Be Fly. But the other two looks, I agree. Almost got away with murder this week. I fear. And that's the thing. It's like the middle look, and I don't I don't want this to sound mean, but it's gonna sound mean. Whatever. I'm the villain. The middle look is not giving John Burst blonde. Because the first and the third look are very Jombers. And Jombers fashion, it's chaotic. It's <laughs> disjointed. I never know what's going on. The middle look, it just, it feels so different because it is so like head to toe one person made it and, and sent it off. I do love her second look, but also I feel like it's not giving what Jombers would usually give us. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, Jombers, I think I said this in the last episode, in the last podcast episode, Jombers had her moments with fashion on season four. Mm-hmm. Like, I know she can turn a good look. It begs to question what happened here. That first look, I just don't get it. You know, it's I'm getting sure like pirate. I've, I'm sure if I were like Northern Irish, I would get the reference. But even then, I still would describe it as messy. And then the the look she made, like, I don't hate it. I've seen way more offensive things in design challenges. I like the pieces, but together, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. The color combo is wild. But it's like, okay, so, so it's giving me like a little bit of Halloween, but then she has like this disco hair. Oh, the other thing Studio too, 54, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing too that like told me it was like Halloween at first. So you know her little bag there? For whatever reason, when I first looked at it, I thought they were lungs. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it was like a bow. I would have put her as low this week instead of Hanaconda. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, low or bottom for me. I'm not exactly sure like where my placements would go, but she was definitely towards the bottom. Yeah. She's definitely getting a cold case. I'm sorry, John Burr's blonde. Cold case, John Burr's. I love you. I'm rooting for you. I hope you get a badge, but cold case. When Michelle said we want a ball gown... Why did only half the people listen to that part? Well, what's your definition of a ball gown? Like, I picture a ball gown for happy ending as, like, princess kind of silhouette. Right. Like, if you said ball gown for the Met, then there's a little bit more, like, interpretation there. But this is a happy ending. You're the princess. This is your runway. Like, I think we all know what ball gown. We're Scarlet Envy, you know, nailed it what I was picturing. Like, this I don't think is a ball gown (laughs) at all. No, yeah, I'd say like most of them brought a ball gown, but Jombers is the only one who didn't bring a ball gown for me. I also don't think Arancha's was very ball gown. Yeah. Arancha. So she, for her first look, she did a David Bowie-inspired uh, look. Then for her princess look, she did a Mean Girls-inspired look. Fuck you, Graham Norton, for not getting the reference. when you, Right. Like, when I see a little bit dramatic, I know exactly what we're doing. And then for her last look, she did like a little emo girl who didn't want to be at the ball. Yeah. What did you think about Arancha? So I, I'm, I'm going to say my favorite look of the three was her burn book look. That's oh, like, yeah. let's, let's, let's start there. That when she walked out, I immediately got it. Uh, very well done look. It was by far her best look of the three. Um, and I'm all, I also agree with Graham Norton. I, or sorry, no, I, no, I agree with you about Graham Norton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, immediately when I walked out, I was like, okay, that's Mean Girls. Like she is the burn book. That's a Mm -hmm. great idea. I really like that. Just like the ultimate evil queen is like a girl you knew in high school. Very cute. Very, very adorable. And then the other two looks, I get the vision. I like the ideas. But her David Bowie look to me was, like I said, a good idea. I like the elements. But my one critique is that it was unfortunately ill-fitting. I don't think it fit her too well. It might have needed a little tailoring. And then the look she made, again, I like the idea of being a little emo girl at the ball who didn't want to go. But again, here, there's almost like not enough. Almost, you know what I mean? This is giving more prom than fairy tale ball. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, her first look, we've just had so many David Bowie looks at this point. Like, you really have to do something crazy to, like, impress with that kind of look. Uh, And especially, like, we just had Banksy do that, like, iconic one so this was just it was a little like let's take 30 david bowie ideas and like mash them into one look 
Mm -hmm. So I don't think it was super successful. The shape was also a little bit not there. Uh, her burn book look, I thought was fantastic. Yep. The cunt book. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was so good. And then this last look, like, it's not bad. Like, it's pretty solid. Yeah. It's made well. The length is a little odd. I like the idea. I don't think it really fits the prompt necessarily, but it's not terrible. It's fine. Like, it's safe. Like, I think if there was more girls, she could have been safe. Yeah, if it, if she had, like, walked into, like, a 14-person season, she could have mm -hmm. been safe very easily. But unfortunately for me, this look was the worst of the week. Uh, oh, oh, actually. Hold on. Who? It might have been the second worst look of the week for me. Well, hold on. Jombers just happened, too. Maybe third. I Dare I say, I think overall I liked Arantia's package a little bit more than Jombers. Because they both knocked it out of the park with the second look. Uh -huh. But I do think I liked the burn book just a teeny tiny bit more. Um, and I think I like her third look better than Jomber. And their first ones were both like not good, like equally not good. Yeah. I have to think about that. I like, I definitely would have put Jomber's in the bottom three for sure. I might, huh? I don't know. I mean, either way, unfortunately for me, Arancha is going to get a cold face. And I say that with the most love in my heart for this bitch, Arancha Castilla La Mancha, you will always be famous <laughs> you are the heart of the season, even as a second out. For the remainder of the season, we're going to miss you. We're going to manifest the best for you. We're going to manifest you win Espana All-Star Season 2 and then come back for Global All-Stars and win and come back for All Winners 3. <laughs> we're manifesting the best for you. But right here, right now, in this moment, cold face. I'm going to give her an open because I genuinely don't think this last look is that bad. Okay. And I loved her second look. Her first look, no. So I right. think that equals out to, like, open. Okay, okay. Next up, we have Tia Coffee, who did a Robin Hood look for her Prince look. Quote, unquote. Which, again, I was like, okay, uh, sure. Then for her Princess look, she did her Cherry Valentine tribute. And for her last look, she kept the red theme going and did um, a, looks like velvet material. Um, so. And a huge, huge wig. Yeah. What did you think about Tia Coffee? I thought she did good. I... I thought she was like high safe, um, like or safe high rather. Like she was solidly my fourth or fifth favorite of the week. Every single one of her looks was really solid. Second look, obviously the tribute to Ver Cherry Valentine. Obviously, like we have to respect where it comes from, but then also like by the very virtue of this of of this look in a vacuum, it's very good. This is a very gorgeous look. I love red latex. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous on her, and the look she made it was good. It was good. Very, it was like a definitely a redemption from the look she made of materials that is on her body. Which I don't think that was a bad look. Like, no. it wasn't great, but no. I don't think it's like one of the worst ever. No, not at all. Not at all. She was done a little dirty that episode. Tea Coffee for this episode, like, she was fine. I really liked her Robin Hood look. I don't know what it has to do with being a prince, but sure. The Cherry Valentine look is it's good. I like how she had the back be black. Um, and like the basket was cool, but like when you're comparing it to Jerry, Cherry Valentine's, like Cherry Valentine's was just like much, much better, but it's still a good look. And then the last look, I don't like it to be completely honest with you. I think it looks a little bit haphazard in the way that things are draped. And I wish it looked a little bit more intentional. I think especially the fabric at the bottom, it, there's so many different lengths of it going on and it, I don't think it looks, um clean um but her makeup the jewelry the wig those all elevate the look to be better than what i perceive just the, the garment to be so overall for me she's a very middle of the pack close case yeah i'm gonna give her a close case up next we have one of our winners and the actual winner of the whole episode le grand dame who does a how would you describe this it's like um what the train conductor Train conductor. I couldn't think of the word. Um, look for her prince look. Then she does an alien queen. And her last look is a gold lame gown. Um, if I had... I'm just going to lay down here. Uh, I know. Uh, I'm like, you're going to bed? <laughs> He's uh, literally like under a blanket laying down. <laughs> if I had one word to describe Le Grand Dame this episode, literally my notes, I, I kind of like divided my notes up between each look. And I said, perfect, perfect, perfect. 
Le Grand Dame, this was her episode through and through. The first look, very chic, very hocteur, very French, as she said herself. I do think that look, that first look was her best of the three. And I will say that even with the alien queen there. Second look, the alien queen, amazing. You know, it's always great when you see like these sort of horror elements added to RuPaul's Drag Race on the main stage. And then her third look, very well-made gown. I really like it a lot. Um, not my favorite design look ever, but it's still gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. La Grande Dame, everything about her this week, just mwah. So I'm straight up just going to give her a close case. Beautiful gowns, gorgeous gowns. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, her first look is also my favorite. It's so fashion. Yep. And then the alien look, obviously it's me, so I'm obsessed with it. And um, the third look, like it's, yeah, it's not my favorite of this episode, but it's really, really solid. Wait, I'm curious to hear your favorite of the episode. Oh, wait, I think I know. But yeah. It's my third favorite of this episode. Oh, I'm curious what the two ahead of it are. I think I know one, but mm-hmm. I'm curious what the second one is. Anyways, but... Actually, it's my fourth of the favorite <gasps> of the episode. Oh, Derek. But those first two looks were so, so strong that, like, it was a very clear top two placement, yep. I think. I love Le Grand Dame making noises on the runway. <laughs> oh my gosh, she is so stupid. I love her. <laughs> She's just so silly. When she was walking out there and she said, oh, oh. and then <laughs> right before she right before she turned around to go off and she was like, oh yeah. <laughs> the Kool-Aid man. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> She's so dumb. I love her. Oh yeah, no, I'm obsessed with her. Close case. Yeah. Up next, we have three time ball loser <laughs> Scarlet <laughs> Envy who um is doing this like battle torn up prince for her first look a travesty against nature um her second look is just a very like cool looking evil you know witch and it has like vines and stuff coming up and then her last look she basically recreated a Cinderella gown dare i say dare i say that was my second favorite of the <gasps> design look wait then who's your number one? Ah, oh, okay. i guess we'll find out that cinderella look like okay her first two or the first look i think we can all agree i would say top 30 40 worst looks of all time oh not I thought counting was, design looks i thought you were about to say like top 30 best looks of all time i was supposed to be like girl no no <laughs> no it was bad yeah. if there was a look that cost her a high placement let alone a win yeah. it was gonna be this look i'm gonna say this right now for any future runway, I'm going to hate anything that has low-rise pants. <laughs> well, and there's it was such a good idea to do this, like, ripped and shredded, like you just fought a dragon. And there's so many cool ways you could do that. This was not one of them. Nope. Her second look, the Evil Queen, was, like, I think a step up above Hanaconda's. Yeah. Like, there's more things that make it interesting, but it didn't stand out among the pack. Yeah. I thought it was chic. But, mm-hmm. you know, also just like a very AI-generated evil queen. And, okay, I'm changing my mind. This is actually my favorite. I'm going to say this is my number one. Because the the Cinderella gown. Because it is so impeccably made. Yep. It fits exactly the prompt. Yep. It is so, like, grand. there's a grandeur about it. There's a yep. drag, like, level to this look. With the crown and, like, the almost, like, yellow uh, hair. Like, cartoony yellow hair. Yep. Um, this is like very much next level and it sucks her first two looks couldn't match the same level because I think she could have been a shoe in for top two with this look. Very easily. I think when I was watching the first time, I was so enamored with the quality of this third look that when they she was called as safe, I was like, <gasps> the robbery of the century. They want Scarlet and be dead in a ditch before they <laughs> give her her flowers. Um, and then upon reflection, when I rewatched the episode, like the first two looks, I think really pulled her down. That first look really, I think, lost her a lot of points. But this third look, if it was a single design, like if it was just a design challenge, this for sure would have like won. Amazing, well-made, very professional. Derek, I wanted to ask you though, Derek, do you prefer this one or Trinity K. Bonet's? What category did Trinity wear hers? That was just like the blue ball. They had to make something blue. Yeah. The blue bonanza. Um, ooh. Because they're both kind of similar looks. Yeah. But I I was curious to hear your thoughts. I'm going to say Scarlet's. Okay. Mostly because of how she styled it. 
I think the like the yellow hair, the crown, um, really took it there. But Trinity's dress, like they're so close because Trinity like embellished the corset. She has like different shades of blue, where yep. Scarlet just used one fabric. So it's close, but I'm gonna say Scarlet. Okay. Okay. Would you say Trinity? I think I would say Scarlet, but Trinity's is really up there. Mm, that saved Trinity from being bottom two so for, it, that, for that challenge. That's what I was going to bring up, that I find it very interesting that they're <gasps> kind of equal but opposites because yes. this look saved Trinity from being in the bottom. Scarlet's first two looks pulled her down from being in the top. I would say first look. The second look, I think, was really, it was good. It was oh, yeah. solid. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, that first, first look, look was so bad, it took her from top two to safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would say usually the like the first two looks don't really factor in that much no. to a ball. Uh, but that was so egregious that it did. And I don't think that was rigged. I agree. So, close case. I'm going to give Scarlet... Yeah, I'll give her a close case. Up next, we have our second winner of this episode, yeah. Kata Minaj. Um, so we have Kata Minaj, who... For the first look, does this pink and silver, like, I don't know how you describe it. It's very, like, futuristic kind of prince look. Um, and then for her evil queen, she comes in on a <laughs> some <laughs> kind of dragon <laughs> flying it through the air. Um, and then her last look, she did a very kind of, like, elegant uh, look with um, gold sleeves and just, like, a very skin-tight black gown and a spider on the back of her head. Um, she fucking ate and devoured and chewed up this entire episode it wasn't even wasn't even close yeah i i've been like debating this since friday but i can't decide if this would have been like a solo win if it would have been kita or legrandam i just can't decide i would say kata you would say kata yeah kata minaj chewed spit it out chewed it back up again every look was gorgeous um, this first look, I think, is my favorite of the three. This is amazing. And I don't know if you saw, but it's also very reminiscent of Pandora Knox's final runway on Dragos Germany. Did you see that look? Mm-mm. So Pandora Knox um, had a very similar look to this. It's very... I'm not saying it's, like, directly inspired. Like, I think this was filmed before Dragos Germany was even filmed. But it is very reminiscent of having, like, that sort of half armor, half pink look so i wonder since they're so close in like in reminiscence that there might have been like a specific fashion designer that they referenced but either way like this is absolutely gorgeous very well done and she made it herself too that's amazing her second look loved it very dark crystal do you know dark crystal Mm -hmm. Uh, diva you have to get on the dark crystal train Uh, what is that is that an anime (laughs) No, 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 no. It's like, <laughs> it's a movie and TV show, but it's like a Jim Henson production. It's like puppets. Mm, okay. <laughs> but it's good. Um, this, uh, yeah, I felt like the uh, the addition of the dragon was just such a fun and silly idea that really stood her out from the crowd. It's like those Halloween costumes where it's like the guy and the horse. And it's like <laughs> yes. <the two> horses. <laughs> yes. Like, it's just so silly, but so fun. So I think like that really captures like Kenna Minaj's intersection of camp and chic and then her third look just a perfect just well-made dress she looked perfect in it it was absolutely gorgeous and i love that even when she heard a category like princess at the ball she decided to stay with her brand with that mm-hmm. it definitely doesn't like i don't fit the category super well but like it is so impeccable it's like who fucking cares? yeah it gives like evil princess it gives dark princess so mm-hmm. i really like that yeah. a lot Cold, cold, oh my gosh, not cold. Closed case, for sure. Yep. Um, uh, closed case. I'm just so happy we live in a world where Kata Minaj has four challenge wins. Uh, it's just sad that, like, I think her and Gothi were the two most under-edited in this episode, and she was the winner. Right. It makes me worried for her outcome in this season, because they do not give a fuck. No. Speaking of Gothi, she's up next. For her prince look, she did a very, like, British... She was wearing a jacket and some underwear. Uh, <laughs> the next look, <laughs> the evil uh, evil queen look, she did a mixture of like Corella Deville and uh, the queen from Snow White. And then her last look is this pastel, very skin tight dress that hits the floor. Gothy, that first look, 
I was worried because that first look is not good. But I liked her second look a lot. And her third look was good. It was serviceable. It was fine. Yeah. Um, my part with Gothi is going to be really short today. I, In a similar vein, how I wrote the same thing down for La Grande Dame, where I called La Grande Dame perfect, perfect, perfect. Gothi, I said, good, 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 I guess. It's very safe. It was incredibly safe. I wish she had, like, thought outside of the box this episode. It's similar to, like, last week with her runway. Like, you know, she did a royal guard. Okay, you know, like. And then here she did a literal prince. And then she did a black dress. And then she did, okay, like, pink pastels and colors. But it was just, I just wish she thought outside of the box a little bit more this time. Her original design that she showed Michelle, the sketch, looked like miles more interesting than what she actually like gave in the end so like that sucks but you know things happen yeah it's i'm just gonna give her an open case i don't really have much to report on with gothi this week i'm giving her it's like close but like barely (laughs) barely close also i was so happy because for the princess look the last look they did blessed for the runway uh the song I, that is RuPaul's, like, most underrated song. I'm what just going to say it. Blessed. I don't remember that one. Exactly. Because it, it's <laughs> underrated as fuck. That is, like, one of my favorite Ru songs. And I was like, oh, we get it as a little runway moment. I don't think I, like, fun fact about me, I'm sorry, hate me. I don't really, like, remember when or what songs they use for the runways. <gasps> I thought you were going to say you don't like RuPaul's music, and that would be a good Oh, no. RuPaul, RuPaul, RuPaul. RuPaul? RuPaul, is it? <laughs> Um, RuPaul has bangers. Like, RuPaul's discography is insane. But when it's mm-hmm. on, like, the runway, I usually, like, forget. Don't give like, a shit. Yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> You're like, whatever. Yeah, I don't ever remember, like, what song is what season. So, next up, we have Marina Summers, who, for her first, first look, did a little, like, ocean wave kind of moment. I don't see what this has to do with Prince Lily at all, but sure. Um, her evil queen look... I don't remember what she said the reference is, but it's referencing something from the Philippines. It's like a little sea monster. And then for the last look, her first dress that she ever made, did they not have a design challenge in Philippines 1? No, they did. But it was like, okay, it was like a design challenge, but it was like in unconventional materials. They had to use like leaves and plants. Oh. So like she didn't okay. make a dress, you know, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she did. It, it's kind of giving like ocean wave. Like it starts out very deep blue at the top and then almost turns into like a sea foam and white at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, I thought this was my favorite last look, but I decided I like Scarlet's a little bit more. This is my second favorite. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like Marina, I love the story that she put together this week. Having this sort of like sea prince, like this handsome man with this very gorgeous mermaid but then there's like this evil woman queen in the background um and i believe the creature is called a dugong like the pokemon yeah yeah but like spelled like d-u-g-o-n-g oh okay so it's i think it's more like dugong rather than dugong the pokemon your first look i loved it was cute i was kind of living for it actually like sort of like the elvis reference you know with the hair her second look was silly and I think she knew that because like she even the confessional, she said a dugong is really ugly in the body, but has a gorgeous face. And then her third look spectacular. It was absolutely gorgeous, especially this being the first dress she ever made. Girl, this is Filipina drag. If I've ever seen it, you know, that she just has that Filipino natural winner. Yes. Like the fact that that natural talent, that's so Philippines of her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it to me, it is like so close it's like splitting hairs between like if la grande dame or marina were in the top two but i think la grande dame's witch look which was all like equally as like crazy um was just a little bit better so i think that's what got her the top placement over marina because marina's package is like impeccable yeah yeah so i'm gonna give her a closed case for the entire package and then also for sticking to her filipina guns (laughs) yeah no she is a total close case yeah last up we have Theresa may who for her first look did kind of like a matador-esque uh prince and then her second look she brought back her owl queen um this time with a smoke machine and all (laughs) um and then her princess look is she's she's sticking with the purple theme her owl has a cage that is dead and Dare I say, dare I say, if Teresa had picked a different print for that last dress, she would have been safe or just low. 
I agree. Because, like, the dress is well made. Like, it looks very well. Except she had her hand on her hip the entire time. I was, like, holding the fabric. I don't know if it ripped or something, like, went wrong. I noticed that. I thought there was something that went haywire there before she walked out into the runway. Definitely, like, I think definitely bottom worthy. Her first look was cute. Second look was good until she, like, smoked out Rue and Michelle. (laughs) And... (laughs) Yeah, this look, like, it's, this third look is not the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But yeah, I can, I can see, I can agree with the idea that, like, if she chose a different print or a different fabric for her dress and shoulders, might have been low, might have saved her. But I don't know if there was enough there this week that could have saved her otherwise. I feel like so many of the queens were so determined to, like, have a theme to their looks and I feel like it was good for Marina. It hindered Teresa because yeah. she was so determined to use purple that she really was like, I have to use this horrific print. <laughs> like imagine if she had, if all of this purple, um, like not the the like boob area, but like that ugly fabric was black. Just right. like a black fabric. That would have been so chic, so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think in a ball, you should only do one through story. If you have that shit down pat, if you are a Marina Summers and you have, okay, I'm going to have the sea monster with this sea prince and then the mermaid dress, you know, like that's a good idea. But it seemed like Teresa was so stuck on like this purple idea that, yeah, I agree. It really, it really hindered her a lot. And she was so determined to have a story with this owl too. She wanted she wanted to murder this owl. She was so committed to it. But unfortunately, I think the inspiration fell through. Well, Marina's three looks were all different enough that it didn't feel, like, monotonous by the right. end. But I think Cherise's were all very similar. So they kind of lose any, like, individuality. Yeah. Um, like, because I like her first look. I like her second look. I liked that by the end of it, she literally was like running off into the smoke and you couldn't even see her. I just thought that was kind of cunt. <laughs> I was like, it's giving queen. You. It's giving evil queen. Yeah. <laughs> RuPaul, she might have been recovering, but she was on her shit. She had so many funny quips this episode. No, she was having a blast. She was at the ball, mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to give Teresa a cold case, but I don't think she was like, I don't think she was terrible. Cold. Yeah. So uh, the top two are La Grande Dame and Kata Minaj. And the bottom two are best friends, Arancha and Teresa. Who could have guessed that? No, I will say, like, I, when I was watching this episode, I think, like, in the first five minutes, I don't remember what it was, but there was, like, a little confessional or a little moment in the workroom where Teresa and Arancha were talking to each other. And then that's when I was like, oh, they're putting the Spanish bitches in the bottom together. Oh, they if want I were to... them, I would have been like, I don't know who this ugly, stupid bitch is. <laughs> I've never met her in my life. Yeah, they were setting them up for failure. <laughs> <laughs> um, the funny, oh my gosh, I literally, I cackled. They're like having their moment in Untucked where like they're in the bottom together and they're just kind of like, I love you so much. Da, 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 da. And then Teresa is like, okay, that's enough. Subtitles come up, cries in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> God, they're so silly together. I love There's, them. I, uh, I want a show. I want, uh, with Theresa May and Arancha Casilla La Mancha. Yeah. I want Derek, that. You're kind of onto something. I don't think I thought about that before. That's a good idea. They're crazy. They're like, because Theresa's kind of like the Katya, where like, she'll just say the most random weird shit. But then like, Arancha's kind of like the Trixie, where like, she's just there to make like a funny joke every now and again. Yeah. And like real Theresa in a little bit. Okay, that's a good idea. You should call WoW up right now. I will. I will. <laughs> now, I will say, though, the happiest moment, La Grande Dame and Kita Minaj winning the challenge. They made this season for me. This You stay winning. Your three <laughs> favorites all have wins now. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, they, I said it on TikTok earlier, but World of Wonder definitely had a conference and they said, how can we make B-Black Boy happy? <laughs> and they said the first three challenge winners of the season are Marina Summers, LeGrand Dam twice, and Keita Minaj. Ugh. The season B-Lack is for Boy me. B-Black Boy about to die, so Rue wanted him to be happy. <laughs> How'd you know I had strep throat? <laughs> <laughs> Another interesting thing that we have happen in Untucked is Scarlet Envy. 
I think is pissed yep. that she's been safe again. And they're kind of talking about like, uh, yeah, like, I don't know who I would send home. And she's like, I'd send Charisse home because she's my biggest competition. It's so boring. I'm bored being <gasps> fair. Fuck being fair. I'm annoyed. And she should not have said that. Girl, literally Marina Summers was sitting right in front of her. <laughs> Every time Scarlett was like, I would send home the front runner. I would send home my biggest competition. Mer- they cut to Marina making a little face. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, me? Yeah, so she, Marina's probably sitting there and she's like, oh, bitch, if I were in the bottom and Scarlett wins, she's going to send my ass home. So I think Marina's going to send her ass home. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and that's the thing. It's like, I, 1,000, if I were in Scarlett's shoes, that is the exact game that I would be playing. But I wouldn't be announcing that right. when I have zero wins. That's like literally the thing that got Morgan McMichael sent home was when yes. she said out loud, I would eliminate the biggest competition. Mm-hmm. That's literally the one reason Benda LaCreme eliminated her. Yep. And so you're coming in hot just because you're mad you lost the ball because you had low-rise jeans on. <laughs> <laughs> and you're spouting yeah, out mean, your strategy. That's insane. I think it was a moment of frustration that um, she's going to regret later. Yes. Yes. So we'll Scarlet have to see how Envy, that goes. But watch your back, Scarlet Envy. She said she's a villain, so... Have her moment. Listen, she hasn't had a moment in three seasons, so she has to start getting it now. <laughs> <laughs> she, I think, honestly, this either she was just so frustrated she didn't give a shit anymore, or she's like, I need to start giving some good TV and actually be a villain, or they're going to send my ass home and not give a shit about me. No, because that's what I'm saying, because Scarlet Envy has had, has had no good TV moment since season 11, episode 2, when she was like, mm-hmm. big mistake, huge. You know, like, and she won. And she won. That was like the last time she had like a good on screen, well, good, quote unquote. That was the last time she had any TV coverage. So I think she needs to bring that Scarlet back. Like, that's the energy she needs to bring back. And she's starting it here. And she's smart for it. And, and she is. Maybe not the way, the exact way that she did it, but, um, you know. <laughs> that's the kind of thing you say when you're like at top six. Not when it's top mm-hmm. 10 still, still girl. You know? There's a long way to go, bitch. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so we have our top two lip sync to Every Time We Touch by Cascada. We cheered. We cheered. Who cheered? I literally we get did. a text like, you were like, Derek, you're not going to believe the lip sync song. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> No, I was literally like, Derek, the lip sync song, we gagged. And you said, what is it? And I was like, do you want me to spoil it to you? And you're like, yes. And I said, I don't know if I should because I get this feeling. <laughs> and every time we kiss, I swear I can fly. Uh, it was so good. I was just so happy to hear that song. I was gagged. I was. It wasn't like the best lip sync. Like, Kata didn't know many of the words. <laughs> and Legrand Don was just having a good time. She was like the drunk girl at the bar um, no. during karaoke. Legrand Dame. She's so kooky. She's so chaotic. And I can't stop watching her. There's something so addictive about her. Graham Norton was cackling. Yes. And I probably would have been cackling too. I was cackling by myself here on my couch. You know. (laughs) (laughs) LeGrand Dam is good at moving her lips. She's good at the sinking of her lips. But it's the lining up of her body to her lips where she struggles a lot. <laughs> I think you saw that here. But it was still so mm-hmm. addictive and chaotic and lovable. Love her. Well, and they like barely showed Kata in the lip sync. Like it was, they were just focusing on LeGrand on the entire time. So right. obviously she wins the lip sync. She gets a repeater badge and she gets to send home one of the bottom two. And she chooses Arancha Castilla-La Mancha. Uh. So we lost. We would have lost either way, um, right. but we lost. We did. I wish, I wish LeGrand Dam was like, I need to eliminate the UK every chance I get. But last week, like, Cherise's high placement saved her. Well, like, and like, to be real, if I was in LeGrand Dam's shoes, girl, Teresa, I love you, but you would have been, you would have been out the door. Like, right. you would have been down the street already. Right. Exactly. Your shit packed up and gone. <laughs> Let me help you pack. Let me help you pack. <laughs> no, literally. I would have been in the workroom. Like, when we do our deliberations, we don't need to talk, but I'll help you pack if you want. <laughs> oh, my God. Why would you have picked Teresa? 
because I'm not trusting these UK bitches. Right. Like, j- just because Teresa says she would send one of them home, like, I wouldn't believe it for a second. Right. I'm curious if Kida, if Kada also picked Teresa, though. I wonder if Kada mm. was more aligned with the idea of, like, we need to break up this UK alliance, or... Well, she definitely seemed much more, like, receptive to things that Arancha was saying than yeah. uh, Teresa was. Mm-hmm. If there was going to be anybody in the UK alliance to betray, I think it would have been Teresa. Oh, yeah. And we kind yeah. of had that set up, like, last week. So, yeah. so maybe I... we'll see that storyline. Right. Of... So I wonder if that's, like, that was a strategic move on Le Grand Dame's part. Because Teresa would be more likely to betray the UK alliance. And B, I also think Teresa is probably more likely to win a challenge than Arancha. Mm-hmm. So I think Le Grand Dame said it was, quote, unquote, fair. Which it sure was. In the traditional sense of the term. But also I do think that there were some other strategic factors in play here. We'll see. We'll see. So we're down to our top nine. And next week is the commercial challenge. um, Which is stressing Shariza out because she did not do well in the commercial challenge on her season. Mm. Um, Who are you nervous about? Who are you excited for? I am nervous for Gothi. I feel like Shariza will be fine. I like I think like that's just gonna be like a fake out from the trailer. I think Teresa mm-hmm. will be fine. She might even get a high placement, I don't know. I'm feeling like this might be Tia Coffee's moment. This could be a good moment for Tia Coffee to like finally prove herself. And then who else is there? I'm I might be a little bit worried for Marina. Philippines season one had very few comedy challenges. I mean, I'm talking like they only had Snatch Game. They didn't have an acting challenge or anything like that. I think they had a commercial. I have to remember. But anyways, my point being, we don't really see Marina in comedy much. So I'm a little worried to see what she might deliver. I'm just scared for Marina and every week because I'm like, I'm scared they're going to send the front runner home, bitch. That's my favorite. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> uh, I, low yeah. key, I think next week might be Hanaconda's <gasps> Oh, I forgot about Hanaconda. Yeah. Because she is so funny. She killed almost every single uh, comedy challenge on U- Down Under 2 that I watched um, that I got through. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, and um, she's really had not had a moment yet. So Yeah. I forgot about Hannah. Yeah, she's going to eat that up probably. But also, like, LeGrand Dom is so stupid. Like, I don't think she's going to be nervous about, like, looking dumb or, like, doing something. Is she about to I mean? Sethless so, the competition? <gasps> she could Sethless the competition. Girl. So we'll have to see. Um... I loved this episode so much more than the first one, like miles better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm, I'm definitely in, I'm into the season now, like for sure. Yes. We're finally like, we're like the, the train is chugging along here. Your agenda is being pushed. Listen, I, I'm not even going to say anything. Cause I feel like I'm going to jinx it. Like, I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> I'm scared though. The Grand Dame has the same track record as Jimbo. Marina has the same track record as Pangina so far. Girl, I'm nervous for my girls. I mean, best believe if I was there, those would be my targets the second either of them even, like, tiptoed into the bottom. Chop. So then, question for you, Derek. If Legrand Dam and Marina were the two in the bottom together, who would you pick? Legrand Dam. <gasps> because yeah. she has exactly what Rue looks for in a queen. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, Legrandam. I still want to go out with you, but I would also send you home. So. <laughs> um, we forgot to ask, is it rigged? No. There was like one placement I disagreed with. Like I would have put Jombers in the bottom. But everything else, I was like, yeah, this is fair. I think it could have been a Jombers Teresa bottom two with a Rancho Low. Mm, yeah. That would been that would have been good to like immediately break up the UK lines like that. But, like, that's the thing. Like, if the one placement that we disagree with is, like, Jomber's Blonde should have been in the bottom, yeah, i say it's pretty not rigged. I felt that way the whole time on UK4, so this is nothing different. <laughs> Damn. That's messed up. Fuck You're you. Jom- okay. I, I thought you were a blondie. After- I thought you were a blondie. I'm, I'm not not a blondie. Derek, you're so mean. Wow, Derek hates Copper Irish top people. robbed of a spot on, on UK versus the world too. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I just like I cannot I cannot get over you like convince me that Copper Top should have been in the top four. I think that is all for today. Matthew, can you tell everyone what you have going on and where people can follow you? Well, you all can follow me, of course, on TikTok. My at is Black Boy. You can follow me on Twitter 
and my at is it's be like boy you can follow me on instagram and my at is be like underscore matt underscore or you can follow me on youtube and that will also be be like boy i'm actively keeping up with drag race belgique espania all-stars and uk versus the world on tiktok um youtube is reserved for more longer video essays sort of inspired and then tiktok and instagram are just or not tiktok twitter and instagram are just for whatever thoughts pop in my head there was a weird noise it's noodles snoring under my desk <laughs> noodles saw john burrs girl i'm bored let me take a nap <laughs> um and you can follow me everywhere at drag detective the U- the rigory of uk5 video just dropped so it's a good video check that out if you haven't already and the unrigging is coming out Probably the day after this comes out. So be ready for that. The Rigory of UK5 was a good video. Highly recommend. Do you think I was delusional at all? No. Well, no. Okay, I'll take it. (laughs) Uh, You get a close case. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Thank you, buddy. Okay. Buddy? What? Buddy? Is buddy, like, is that not a word we use anymore? I mean, it's a very neutral word, but buddy? Sorry, bud. (laughs) Sorry, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. I think that is all for today. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. And we'll catch you in the next one. Au revoir.